Hi, this is news editor Emma DiMaggio. And assistant news editor James Chow. And you're listening to Beach Weekly, a news podcast from the Daily 49er at Long Beach State. Beach Weekly! On today's podcast, we'll be covering a wide range of topics from coverage of this week's Cal State Board of Trustees meeting, ASI's Homeless Awareness Week panel, and the University's Beach 2030 event. Let's dive right into it. So Emma, you covered the first day of the Board of Trustees. Can you give me a breakdown of what went down? It was kind of the general stuff. They're trying to adopt the fiscal budget for 2019-2020, which they've been talking about for a while. But I think the biggest thing that happened was that there were 22 speakers during the public comment portion of the Committee on Educational Policy. So the meeting is broken up into all the different committees. So they each have Mm -hmm. an hour or two to talk about their um, agendas for the day. And they'll maybe have one or two commenters. If there's something scandalous going on, they'll maybe get six or seven. But 22 is kind of an unprecedented amount. And they were talking about executive orders 1110 and 1100R, which is the revised version of that one, and how that affects general education. So I've been covering general education on campus. All the CSUs are kind of revising their general education policies to kind of catch up with the requirements of this executive order. So a lot of them are kind of late, but these speakers, most of the public commenters were from CSUN, so CSU Northridge. Mm -hmm. And they were worried that the way that general education is being structured will kind of phase out ethnic studies classes. So a lot of them were people who had taken ethnic studies courses or who were professors. It took a long time. Each speaker gets about two to three minutes, but some of them go on a little bit longer. And it was just commenter after commenter after commenter speaking out about why they value ethnic studies and why they think it's valuable for the campus community as a whole. It's important to note that CSUN's website said that Area F, which is where ethnic studies is housed, or Section F, it has not changed. It's still the same requirements. It's still six units in that section. But we'll see in the future once EO is fully implemented and whether any other changes are undergone. Because it was supposed to be placed into effect this fall, but I don't think any schools are fully have fully implemented it yet. So we'll see how Northridge is affected by that in the future. You mentioned it being an executive order. So is that something from the chancellor that's put out or? Yeah. So it's kind of like a president putting his veto on something. Okay. So he put out an executive order that basically, I think the main parts of it were trying to eliminate remedial courses, but removing remedial courses, it changes general ed as a whole. So they're kind of restructuring general education. If you came into school years ago this year, the requirements aren't changing for you. They're not going to switch everything on you midway through the semester. But once all these changes are implemented, maybe next year, fall 2019, the requirements for the incoming students in fall 2019 will be different. So these executive orders were brought in by Chancellor White, and there was a lot of chanting going on. I was watching the live feed, and they actually muted out the live feed while they were chanting because they were speaking over the Board of Trustees people. So they record everything, and it's live streamed or whatever. And it went to like a blank screen with no sound because he had turned off his mic, Mm -hmm. and then the screen went blank, and there was no cameras, but they were chanting. (laughs) 
just like a big group of people fighting for ethnic studies. So was this all during like public comments or were there actually no. like protests? Public comment was completely over. I think they were talking about mental health funding. And then they started chanting. We had a reporter there taking photos and she said they chanted for a while and then they all walked out of the room. It was not in public comment, so it was in the spirit of a protest. A lot of students from different universities take advantage of the chance to have their concerns voiced to the Board of Trustees, which does control a lot of the money and funding and just how the CSUs are run. So they always get some backlash during the public comment section, but I don't know if it's been to this degree this year so far, at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I covered the second day of the Board of Trustees. And How was that? That was, uh, public More... comments was very, what's the word, lit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's also a lot of people voicing their grievances, especially Cal State Employees Union, I want to say. They talked about collective bargaining with the Board of Trustees and reaching a better agreement for safe working conditions and equitable pay. Mm-hmm. But another thing that went on was the Justice for Josiah kind of movement that's been going on throughout different campuses yeah. uh, throughout the Cal State system. So the student that was killed in Humboldt, mm-hmm. or in Humboldt at least, in Arcata, and there's a bunch of controversy surrounding his death and how it was handled. Yeah, uh, basically the, his death was unresolved. Families looking for, not only just for Justice for Josiah, as the movement is called, but mm-hmm. Also to raise awareness for the safety of students of color. There was another incident that happened to a student of color as well, wasn't there? Right. His name was Kimon Stringer. He was also a Humboldt State student, and his disappearance wasn't... There was no violence involved. Yeah, there was no violence involved with Stringer's death, but he was washed away while fishing in North Jetty. Jetty. In in the Bay of Humboldt. The U.S. Coast Guard were on it, and they spent 16 hours of searching for him, but they couldn't find him. They ultimately suspended the search. Yeah, but only after 16 hours. Yeah. I think that's where the issue arises. There's not closure on not just one, but two deaths of students of color. The movement kind of parallels that. Yeah, definitely. And Stringer's sister, I believe her name was Brittany Stringer, talked to the Board of Trustees in public comments bringing awareness of this kind of issue, and as well as Anthony Lawson and Charmaine Lawson, who are, well, Anthony is the brother of David Josiah Lawson and Charmaine is the mother. And they talked about issues of bringing awareness to the safety of minority students on Cal State campuses. And a lot of people rallied behind them and they wore shirts that said justice for Josiah with his face on it. Yeah, they've been very active, it seems, through the CSUs. And this happened in 2000. 17. 17, yeah. So this is a very energetic family that really does want justice for their son. Also, a lot of points were brought up about just raising awareness for minority students' safety in general. Um, Cecil Canton, who was the associate vice president of the California Faculty Association, said that students of color suffer from issues of food insecurity, housing and bills, and while having to worry about feeling safe on campus. And Canton cited an FBI report that showed hate crimes increased 17% in 2017 compared to 2016. Another student who spoke during public comments talked about her experiences uh, at Humboldt State while she was spat on and called the N-word just on a normal day on campus. That's crazy. Yeah, this, this type of stuff happens and they want justice for all the students of color who are discriminated on Cal State campuses. 
Yeah, I went to Humboldt State for a year and it, it does have that very like small town vibe where it's like maybe not super inclusive of strangers once you get outside of that little Arcata campus region, but that's awful, that's terrible. Part of that as well, speaking of students of color being affected by this, it was Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. Right. So ASI held a couple events during the week, but I think like the biggest event was Dr. Rashida Crutchfield had a panel with students who had kind of their experience with the Basic Needs Program, which is for students facing hunger and homelessness. Crutchfield has been studying homelessness and hunger faced by college students in the CSU system specifically for a while, and her research found that 41.6% of CSU students reported food insecurity and 10.9% of CSU students reported that they were homeless at one point, which I think are insane numbers, like whenever we talk about things like the food pantry or about creating more housing and affordable housing for students. These numbers are the ones we look back to, you know, on the CSU website, and they're just unprecedented amounts. So they had a panel discussion where students talked about their experiences with the Dream Success Center and the support they got with those. So I think that the campus is doing good on kind of bringing awareness to these issues. Yeah, definitely. And during the panel, they had students who actually had undergone these experiences of being homeless and being food insecure talk to the audience members, telling them about their experiences and the struggles that they had to go through. It's one thing to see the statistics, but it's one thing to actually see a person talking about their experiences of being homeless or of being food insecure and having to deal with that. I know that teachers brought their classes to those events, and I think it is really important to see it firsthand. Not just see a number, but recognize that even at Long Beach State, students are experiencing that. So if you are a student who needs these sort of basic needs programs on campus, there's the ASI Beach Pantry, the CalFresh Outreach Program, the Student Emergency Intervention Program, the Wellness Program, and Beach Bites. So Beach 2030 also happened this week. Right. So we've been waiting a long time for it. It's kind of been heard in whispers, I would say, throughout the entire semester. Yeah. Like, Beach 2030, you see the little posters with the robot guy on them. But I think I was confused about what it was for a long time. And now that it's out, it makes a lot more sense. I thought it was just going to be like, question, answer, yes, no. You turn in your response and then it's over. But it's actually this big forum site conversation about what students want to see in 2030. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about Beach 2030. What is it? Like, who created it? Who's rallying behind it? What is this for? Okay, so basically, Beach 2030, or as we're calling this initiative, Imagine Beach 2030, this is a way to gather community input from both Long Beach and the campus community for ideas of how to improve Long Beach State by 2030. And they're using a platform partnering with Institute for the Future, which is like a future-thinking company that helps with the future of different organizations and clubs. and Gathering information. Yeah, gathering information. The first day alone, by 9 p.m., there was over 12,000 responses uh, made by over 2,000 people. And seeing how engaged people were about it was, I guess, a success for the administration. I'm hoping so. It seems like um, we talked to some administrators who were kind of worried that the real responses would get drowned out by kind of like the spam responses. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, you have a limited number of characters to respond to things. So how it works is you can have, like, 
different kinds of cards, you know, or it's like a positive, like think for towards the future or like, oh, an issue that I want to be resolved by 2030. And there were like hashtag challenges. So like every hour or so it's like a new hashtag. And then all of the conversations would kind of center around that. On the same day that Beach 2030 started, which was um, Wednesday, a bunch of flyers appeared around campus for a draft to become the new mascot. Right. Prospector Pete is supposedly going away. Yeah, phasing out. He's been retired. He's phasing out. So there's been a lot of debate over what the new mascot should be, but Dominic Heuer is what his username is on Beach 2030. So I'm assuming that's the guy that put up all these flyers and really is campaigning for a draft to be the new mascot. Yesterday was one of the most popular posts and it said, draft for mascot, school colors. We will be the Long Beach Long Necks. Every spot on a draft is unique, majestic, and peaceful, but dangerous when messed with. And as of yesterday, it had 109 happy face upvotes. It was literally one of the most popular comments on the entire platform. Right. Had tons of responses. Some people's were really brief. Someone wrote, tuition is free for Beach 2030. People were talking about graduation and skill building and their relationship with the school once they graduate and stuff like student debt and basic needs. So faculty, community members, students, all these people were contributing to this larger conversation about what are we going to be like in 2030, even though most of us will certainly be gone from campus. What's it going to look like? And I think that this format was probably going to be extremely difficult to evaluate, but I think that when you really look over it, it does give this kind of all-encompassing view of what people are thinking about looking towards 2030 and what their ideas are. And I think that it was important to include students, faculty, and community members because the community members are going to be really impacted by what's happening here. You know, like Long Beach State is part of the greater Long Beach community. We're a public institution and we serve the community, so it makes sense to involve those community voices, even if they're just complaining about us parking in their spots. Come on, there's no there's no parking. It's expensive. We need somewhere to park. Give us your spaces. Yeah, we should tell Target on 7th Street to not have that two-hour camera surveillance so I could park there. <laughs> I imagine a Beach 2030 where we're the daily long necks. The daily long necks. Yeah. We have a super long paper. Oh, like yes. super vertical. Yes. It's a scroll. This, instead exactly we're we're not gonna have um a pull out side by side paper we're gonna have a long a long scroll a long scroll i'm down it'd probably be really easy to format you would think just one long scroll and we'll have spots comment on beach 2030 hashtag daily 49er see uh ask us how we can improve our content yeah we need one of these for our own yeah just yeah comment I don't know about Beach. I'm like of the like school of thought where I'm like, wow, do I care about what's happening at Long Beach in 2030 where I'm not here? Right. Honestly, no, mm -hmm. personally. Because I've like, I don't have like a really strong like feeling of ownership with my school. I've gone to Humboldt, I went to a community college, and now I'm here. So I kind of have been skipping around a bunch with my education. So I don't feel like particularly held down to one school to be like, this is my. I'm an alumni from Long Beach, you know? I guess it does look better on me if Long Beach is doing great. Be like, oh, you're from this prestigious Cal State. I think it depends on your stake to the university. I'm pretty sure a lot of administrators and a lot of students who are coming back and know that they're going to be participating, or students who live in Long Beach in that community have more of a stake in here. And yeah, there's a lot of alumni group mentality, I think, or people being like, this is my school, this is my university. There's someone wrote like, 
There's no graduation that ends my relationship with my university and campus. College is the start of a lifelong learning and skills building journey. I think that's great. I think that real having like a very personal relationship with your school is amazing and can really help you grow you know and feel like a sense of ownership but i just don't <laughs> but i would like more funding for the newspaper i would love a drone what else i want a giant newsroom giant newsroom i want a giant newsroom with one of those things that goes around the edge like a you know how the cnn building says oh. news that goes around it and like led lights yeah i want one of those and I want the dining hall to never run out of boba. You mean the dining plaza? The dining plaza. They ran out of boba the other day. What the heck? You have to accommodate the ABGs here. What's an ABG? The Asian baby girls. <laughs> 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 I've never heard that in my life. Oh, yeah. I got a Thai tea. So, TBGs. TBGs. Okay. The TBGs. That sounds like... Uh, sounds like the BGs. Yeah. <laughs> A, oh. a tribute Bee Gees band. That's what a the tri- T stands for. A tribute Bee Gees band where we only eat Thai tea. You know, that's going to be my Imagine Beast 2030. I scrap what I said earlier. <laughs> we want the TBGs. That's our mascot. That's our mascot. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, you heard it here first. We'll be typing this in to Beach 2030 promptly. The thing is, I don't even get the voting system. It's like smiley face uncertain face and then this like shocked sad face yeah um what's the shocked sad face i don't i don't know they don't have names they're called feels that's how they describe them feels i'm like i'm giving these comments a feel (laughs) feels bad man (laughs) i don't know it's working though people are responding i feel like two thousand that's a huge amount of people to be responding i mean despite the fact that we have tons of students here two thousand being actively engaged and commenting like there's like the mo- people with the most points because you get points for commenting and stuff there are people racking up numbers high like in the thousands and thousands oh i know that the um art department made this structure for people to like write down what they wanted and someone was tasked with putting all of those responses online so i thought that was a great idea but they needed something bigger if they really really wanted engagement there should have been like, like a little like club fair for beach 2030 you know and I was walking around looking for areas that serve that kind of purpose of engaging students to participate in Beach 2030. A lot of them were very sparse and there'd be like one facilitator and it, it was pretty empty when I went. I don't know. I didn't even hear like my teachers super promoting it. Mm-hmm. In the Senate meeting, they were saying they got 11% faculty engagement, which I think is crazy. 11%? Right. The faculty, you would hope, I mean, what the state of things are now, like how things are now, everyone's temporary faculty. They're hiring all these temporary faculty. They're talking about it all the time in the Board of Trustees, how upsetting it is. Nonetheless, you would think you would have a stake in the place you're working, at least. But teachers are busy, so maybe they just didn't have time. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, what else happened in the news? That's it. Dude, that's it? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Wow. Well, Long Beach, Long Necks. We're not going to be Beach Weekly anymore. We're going to be Beach Long Necks. Beach Long Necks. Weekly Long Necks. Weekly Long Necks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's your wrap up. We will see you again next week. We, next week is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. We won't see you next week. Hopefully everyone has a good Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Practice self-care. Yeah. Practice self-care. What the heck? Get some sleep, y'all. Dude post midterm after that it's just like a i feel like i see a slow decline in everyone right <laughs> and they're like quality of humanity you know parking is not even an issue on campus yeah, I anymore <laughs> i can always find a spot it's awful 
It's awful, but it's great. But I'm it's very convenient. Yeah. That's it. Da, 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 da.